Hello and welcome back to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parasha Noah and uh, the word Noah means tranquility and it's paradoxical to think that a parasha in which Hashem created the, the universal flood, the Mabul, which uh, killed everybody in the world, every animal, uh, vegetation, humanity, except Noah, his wife, his three sons, his three daughters-in-law, and a pair of each animal that existed in the world, it's unbelievable to think that such a parasha would carry such a name. It's really mind-boggling. You would never, we cannot understand. And, and you know something in these days that we're living right now with the COVID, it feels like something of such proportions. It's, it's a pandemic, like, so I don't know how many people have died now, but like more than a million people. And, um, and it feels like that. It feels like the world's coming to an end. And, um, but nevertheless, this is a um, universal teaching for all times. It's more than 4,000 years ago. And it applies to our life now uh, as much as it applied then. So, however, if we look at the underlying purpose of the reason, of the intention of this flood, of this Mabul, it was that uh, Hashem wanted to purify the world. The world at that moment, we have to understand, had been created uh, already for, for 2,000 years. And, um, and it was a world that was very, very dark world. There was no, the light couldn't get through people. There was so much immorality. People were in the lowest of the lowest of, of immoral behavior. And not only were they very immoral in their way of life, they 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 they, they were uh, uh, stealing in in a way that was like beyond stealing. Like if a, someone saw something you had that they liked, they would just take it away from you and say, "No, now it's mine." And it was like open stealing. People didn't even feel ashamed to do it. There were people were having relationships with animals. Everything was mixed up and the morality of the world was completely degraded. And not only that, it was the way of life. Like nobody saw it as something wrong. This was the way we lived. And so we see here that the purpose of this uh, flood was to cure the world from this horrendous malady of uh, dysfunctionality, immorality. Um, and, um, and we see that uh, the world was still re relatively young. It was a very young world. And, um, and people lived extremely long lives. Lives. People lived a thousand years, and um, and this uh, what what made this uh, this extraordinary longevity of human being, uh, which was what characterized this era. But at the same time, it developed uh, bad uh, bad character traits on people, and they became so stiff in their ways that it was impossible for them to change. It came to a point where there was the point of no return. You know, Noah was building his, this ark for many, many years. And people would stop and ask him, what are you doing? And he would tell them, repent, repent, you're going in the bad way. Hashem is sending a flood. He told me to build this ark. And people would laugh at him. 
and make fun of him and nobody changed. People had the opportunity to change. People had the opportunity. Hashem always gave them the opportunity to do teshuva and to go back to the to the, a good a good morality, but they never changed. So since societal norms were all the while becoming increasingly corrupt, the overwhelming majority of human of humanity became progressively entrenched in the in a downward spiral of degenerating moral behavior and, and attitudes. The flood really changed all this. The flood was like a like a mikvah. It really was for 40 days and 49, and the measurement of a mikvah, which is a ritual bath to, for women when they become um, nida from the cycle, from their uh, monthly cycle, after th there's a whole procedure, they go to the mikvah and they immerse in this mikvah and they come out uh, again pure. So this mikvah, the measurement of a mikvah is 40 seas, it's a, it's a, it's a Torah measurement, and at the same time the mabul lasted 40 days and 40 nights. So the, the earth uh, was not only devoid of spirituality, there could not enter any spirituality in the world. So what happened with the Mabul was is that it changed the whole, the whole perception of the world. There was a, a new world, a new reality came into, into, into force. It's more after the, the, the Mabul, after the flood, uh, a rainbow came out. It was the first time in the whole world that there was a rainbow because scientifically, it was such a such a, um, a dark world that there was no way that the sun could reflect and create a rainbow. And after the Mabul, after the flood, the the whole world changed. It became a more softer, more um, a more open uh, consciousness of divine consciousness of the world. And so there was an ability to bring this light into the world that was not had not been able to enter before. So the new world Noah beheld upon emerging from the ark was one in which the winds of repentance of Teshuvah were blowing freely and, and, and they themselves became receptive to this Teshuvah. They, they acknowledged when they did something wrong and they, they did Teshuvah. So when God declared after the flood, never again will there be a flood that will destroy the earth. This was a, a pact he made with Noah that he would never again destroy the world and sometimes we feel the world is gonna end like you have uh, the pandemic you have hurricane here a hurricane there an earthquake here you hear that there's fires in California in Ohio in Australia and suddenly you think okay this is the end of it it's not the end but all these calamities that happen to the world in reality are there to open our eyes and open our, our souls it's to bring change into the world it's to make us um, more receptive to divine consciousness and to be able to wake up from our slumber and go back to our priorities to what really matters in the world and live a, a conscious, a divine conscious, ethical, moral and kind life. So rather, when Hashem made this, this rainbow, He was saying what by flooding the earth, He altered the reality in such a way that it would never again become necessary to bring destruction, a complete destruction of the world. Because people get it. And you know what? In this uh, pandemic, you saw it. 
all the businesses that sell home goods and anything that's for the home is booming. Uh, pillows, uh, towels, decorations, people are remaking their homes. Why? Because they're going back to their homes. And the Teva, the, the, the Ark, this is what it represents. It represents the reality of what's really wholesome and important in our lives, which is our families, our, our, our loved ones, our health. And this is the, the mindset of the people now. They're, they're taking care of themselves, they're taking care of their children, they're taking care of their husbands, of their families, whoever got the message, they're doing this. And they're growing and they're blooming and new possibilities are coming out of them. People are like so creative right now. There's a, like an era of creativity coming out. And that's because of, of when Hashem creates this havoc in the world, then this divine consciousness can enter into the world. So as such, the flood was a crucial step towards achieving the goal of creation, it, promoting and disseminating divine consciousness in the world until it ultimately would be transformed into a God's natural home. So the whole purpose was to make this world a dwelling place for God, where the divine presence can rest, can, can, can live. And the message of hope that the Torah conveys to the world is that it's never too late to change. It's never too late. You know, I, I, I teach classes personally with people, I have people that are in their 80s learning Torah with me and it's like so inspirational to see that you see people that at that age are also yearning to grow and develop themselves even more and learn new things. It's, it's humbling. So the, here the Siha, the Likutai Sihot of the Rebbe is telling us it's never too late to change. Hope, hope, hope. This whole thing, either it buries you or you, either you're buried or you bloom. It's either way, but it's your choice to choose which way you want to go. So God is always waiting to welcome us back. He's always waiting for us. He's always there with open arms, like a parent waiting for his estranged kid. And, and, and we can always begin anew. So the lesson of this parasha really remains perennially pertinent to our lives. It's not something that happened 4,000 years ago. It's something that continuously happens in a smaller scale, but it's part of life, it's part of our growth. And when we're confronted with particular trying or turbulent times, like we're doing right now, it should serve us to, to recall that just like the flood, its purpose, it was to cleanse the world and refine the world, this is the, the way in which we should see all the vicissitudes of our life. Anything that brings you pain, anything that is hard in your life, it's just there to make you better. It's there to make you more refined. It's for, so you can bring out what you really have within yourself. And so by focusing on the opportunity inherent in the challenge rather than on the superficial difficulty with which we are confronted. So instead of looking at the pain and instead of focusing on, on all the uh, discomfort you're experiencing right now, focus on the opportunity to grow. This is where you have to put your mindset. And so in this way, we transform the destructed floodwaters into waters of Noah, into waters of a mikvah, waters that are gonna bring tranquility and rest. Because when you're living your life up to who you really are, 
you're, you're gonna be tranquil. You're gonna have tranquility. And, and that's what the whole purpose of this parasha brings to, brings to us. And if, as was Noah, we are wise enough to use the experience advantageously, we can thereby help transform the world, the whole world, and into an environment more conducive to divine consciousness, thus bringing it closer to its ultimate uh, fulfillment. So we all have the ability to transform our own homes, our, our own miniature arcs, which are a microcosm of the mentality of Messiah times. It, when Messiah comes, it's gonna be like the divine consciousness is gonna be completely expansive. And all you're gonna see is the truth. So we can live in these days as if Mashiach is here. When you are able to focus yourself on what Hashem is trying to do and get you to do, then you're going to live in, in, in a time like if Mashiach would be in this world. So this, is, this transformation starts with a mental priority shift. It starts with your priorities, with your, what's important in your life, what's important in your priorities, and living a, a, a moral Life, a Torah moral life with, with Hashem's will. And in this way, we will be able to express the, 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 the truth of the world and be able to bring light into the world. And as it says, Isaiah says, For behold, darkness may cover the earth and a thick cloud the kingdoms, but upon God shall shine. So anything that is concerning Hashem is always going to be shining. If you're focused on God, everything around you is going to shine. And if you are sucked into the, the waters of the flood, then you're going to be worried and, 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 and not tranquil. So I, I wish that you have a, a blessed week, that Hashem should bless you always with, um, with the right outlook, with the right priorities that you should see the truth always, to have it always in front of you. And in that way, you should have menucha. Menucha is peace of mind, a tranquil soul. You should live joyfully always and live a little higher. Thank you.